0: Coming to you from the heart of Silicon Valley,
1: this is CUDA
0: Confidential, the official podcast of the San Jose Barracuda, AHL affiliate of the San Jose Sharks. Now, here's your host, Nick Nolenberger. Our next guest on CUDA Confidential was a fifth round pick in 2013 by the Chicago Blackhawks and spent three years at the University of North Dakota, where he won a national championship as a junior. He's in his first season in San Jose after a year within Winnipeg's organization, and also had stops with the Minnesota Wild and Chicago Blackhawks. With that, we welcome the Barracuda Ford, Luke Johnson
1: to the Cuda Confidential podcast.
0: First of all, thank you so much for the time, but how are things going?
1: Good. Yeah, it's been really good. Uh, obviously, uh, first year in San Jose. I've uh, been really enjoying my time so far, and uh teams looking good so uh it's been a good start to the year
0: yeah that was going to be my first question it's a new city for you you've played San Jose in your career in the AHL but you had never played in the state of California so a new city uh it's it's a new division for you so how has that gone it's been a a total kind of change for you from what you were used to playing out of that that central division in the American Hockey
1: League yeah like I said it's been a great uh uh change for me um obviously like you said I've been uh, in the Midwest for, uh, for my whole pro career and, um, you know, just getting out to a new division and playing different teams and uh, you know how it is in, in the American league uh, in the central division where we're stuck playing the same teams, you know, 12 times a year. So uh, uh, it's nice to, to get out West and uh, nice weather and uh, enjoy the sun. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been a great experience. Uh, start for me and, and, uh, and our team too. So a lot of guys are excited about the group we have. You were
0: somewhat of a, a late addition, if you will, during the off season, walk us through the process on how the contract got presented the opportunity, and then deciding
1: that San Jose was going to be your decision to come out West and join this organization. Yeah, it was, uh, kind of a stressful situation to be honest, uh, in the summer, uh, it was pretty quiet up until, Uh, I think it was like beginning of August. Um, and then my agent reached out to me. I didn't really have much, uh, I had some opportunities to go overseas. Um, but I wasn't really ready for that. Uh, you know, at this point in my career, I still feel like I have uh, a lot more to prove. And, um, so when my agent called me, uh, beginning of August and said that San Jose was interested, I was, uh, excited about the opportunity, uh, you know, not knowing much about the organization. Um, obviously, there'd be been some changes uh, uh, this past summer with management and uh, new coaching, all that stuff. So, I figured it'd be a good fit, just to kind of, you know, obviously get out of the Midwest too and out of that Central Division, and and just kind of get a fresh start. So, um, so when, uh, like I said, when my agent called, I was excited about it and uh, felt like it'd be a good fit. So. I thought when you came aboard, I thought to myself, that's that's a
0: great addition. I had seen you play in Rockford. I'd seen you play a little bit in Manitoba and in Iowa as well. And I knew how hard you played, how defensively responsible you were, but you could also chip in with some offense. For people who are not familiar with your game, haven't seen you a ton this year, how would you describe your game? And where do you kind of hang your hat? What are the, the
1: things that you really are proud of about your game? Yeah, I would consider myself – kind of an all-around player um, I like to play on both sides of the puck I focus more uh, defensively and you know just being a reliable guy playing the right way but I think the biggest thing that I focus on is just my my work ethic and my competitiveness like something that uh, I've always had throughout my my hockey career and something I enjoy doing is just competing and uh, and that's in all areas of the game so um not always going to be on the score sheet but um, I think uh, the things that you don't see on the score sheet, like the little things, uh, um, you know, can be, you know, something that I think is effective and helping the team win. So, like I said, just try to do a little bit of everything, but uh, I'm always going to bring that work ethic and in, in that competitiveness. So, Just thinking back
0: to a game that happened a few days ago, I think you blocked a, a shot or two right before the period ended. You're on all fours as the horn sounded. And some guys came over, I think the starting goaltender at the time, Strauss Mann, even came over, gave you a little whack on the shin guard in his appreciation. But that's kind of a microcosm of the way that you play. You're willing to do whatever it takes to win the game, whatever it takes to help your teammates out. You're the son of a coach. Your dad played. And we'll get into that a little bit. But is that something that you've always taken pride in? Is the fact that maybe you're not the fastest skater, maybe you're not the most skilled player, but rarely on the ice is someone gonna outwill and outwork you.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think that's been ingrained in my in my game since really I started playing. Um like you said, my dad uh, was a coach for a long time, so I was I was born into it. And I guess I've I've kind of maybe seen the game a little bit differently than other players. Obviously, having my dad coaching like throughout my throughout my life obviously taught me you know there's a there's a way to go about it uh, on the ice. You know, just doing things the right way, little things that contribute to uh, to a winning team. And like you said, like blocking shots or you know whatever you know stuff like that. Um, goes a long way and you know I think that's made me an effective player and and got me to, to where I am today so well twice
0: last year you dealt with broken bones you broke your ankle I believe twice last season and that I'm sure had a big impact on just trying to get some sort of rhythm going throughout the season maybe one of the reasons why you had to wait as long as you did to get a contract in North America but take us back to last year Going through that injury situation, having to have a mental fortitude to get through it, and then the mindset this year where you weren't going to alter your game despite some physical ailments last year, you weren't going to change
1: as a player even though you dealt with the injuries that you did last season. Yeah, uh, going back to last year it was it was uh, it was brutal to be honest. Uh, you know, going into the season, I was excited about the opportunity in Winnipeg. You know, I thought uh, I thought there was good good opportunity to play some games uh, in their organization. Um, and then, uh, sure enough, uh, five games into the season, uh, break my ankle, you know, which, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, guys deal with injuries all the time. And, um, so that was, uh, you know, a long process to get back and and get healthy. And, you know, I might've uh, rushed back too quick. And then sure enough, when I got back, uh, another five games or whatever, and, and broke it again. So, you know, that second time going through it, it uh, it was it was tough, just mentally. You know, as a player, you always want to play, right? Um, so, I sat out uh, for most of the year, and, and then got back in in March or whatever. But uh, you know, everyone's going to go through injuries throughout their career. unfortunately I had to go through it twice in one season. So, but at the same time, you try to take the positive out of it, right? So, um, you know, I learned a lot. Um, more so like away from the rink and and just trying to be in a positive uh, frame of mind and um you know doing what you can to to keep you know good spirits and uh just be a good teammate so um it was uh it was a tough process but uh you know i'm a big believer and everything happens for a reason so uh coming here i was just excited to, to, to play and you know that's my biggest focus is just to stay healthy and play a lot of games so you think about a hockey player it's lower body right that's kind of the engine of the
0: vehicle if you will strong lower body strong leg so when you think of like an ankle injury or a foot injury something that's going to inhibit your skating ability and you said maybe you rushed it a little bit coming back how tough was it coming off the injury trying to get back up to speed up to playing speed while you're dealing with something like an ankle injury where you've got to strap on your skate tighten your skate make sure everything is stable enough to play and then you get on the ice and maybe in the back of your mind you're thinking I don't know if I'm quite ready or there's some doubt there what is it like dealing with like a lower body injury as opposed to maybe
1: something with your shoulder your elbow or or something above the waist yeah yeah for sure I mean I think lower body injuries are a lot tougher to to kind of play through um and deal with uh at least in my opinion um especially an ankle uh but at that point I was just so sick of sitting out that uh, I was going to play through, you know, a little, uh, a little pain. Um, So, which looking back wasn't the smartest obviously, but, you know, that's that's how hockey players work, right? They uh, they play through injuries, and, you know, I was no different. I was just going to, you know, play through anything just because I was sick of sitting out. So You're now in year
0: number seven of your pro career. I'm sure it's flown by. You've been in now a couple of different organizations throughout your career, so you've seen how different organizations process and what goes on behind the doors. But as you look and you reflect on your career so far, and you look back to that first year of your career, what maybe has changed for you? Is there anything that you have learned along the way that you thought maybe, wow, I wish I knew this at the start of your career
1: or things kind of just slowing down. What has changed over the seven years? Oh yeah, there's been a lot, uh, a lot has changed. Um, you know, coming in my first year pro, uh, you know, you hear it all the time, you know, uh, learning how to be a pro. And um, you know, when I first came into to this league, I was, I was not a pro I was uh, still a, a young kid that uh, didn't really know his way yet. So uh, fortunate to, to play with a lot of great players and a lot of great people. And, uh, you know, I think the the biggest thing for me is just not getting too high, not getting too low. Uh, that mentality, uh, you know, there's always, uh, you know, there's a lot of games in, in pro hockey and you got to have a, a quick memory, uh, you know, also just, little things like uh, away from the rink taking care of your body making sure you're you're, you know you're eating right you're you're doing all the things that uh can set you up for for success so that's been the biggest thing for me is just i think away from the rink and you know like i said just taking care of my body all that stuff and being in the right frame of mind because it's a long season and uh it can it can take a toll on you not only physically but mentally too so i think that's the biggest thing And, and obviously you know expanding my game growing my game being a leader all that sort thing so something i've learned over over my seven years so we mentioned your dad steve you've got an
0: uncle chad they both played at north dakota before you even had a stick in your hand because you're a grand forks native you're from north dakota before you even had a stick in your hand was it already set in your future that that was going to be the school that you'd attend and that you were going to be a hockey player
1: yeah for sure i mean it was always my dream growing up uh i wasn't really sure if it would happen um obviously north dakota they get a lot of top end guys and, you know i wasn't uh growing up I was just you know it was always a dream didn't know if it actually happened but at that time I was just focused on on getting better every day and not really worried about where I would play or if I would play at the college level so when the opportunity came I think I was 16 at the time uh, when I committed to UND it was it was uh, one of the best days of my life like uh, obviously having my my uncle and my dad play. Uh, I actually play with my cousin there too. At the time, Paul would do. So it was. Uh, it's. Uh, it was like a family tradition to to go there. And yeah, it was uh, one of the best. Uh, some of the best years of my life there, playing in my hometown uh, for the team I grew up playing. Or dreaming of playing for us so i remember paul ladue played a little bit in ontario
0: with the rain so familiar with barracuda fans and in that division i want to talk about a little bit about grand forks it's two and a half two two hours 45 minutes south of winnipeg so you're directly south of winnipeg obviously the winters are very, very cold. You're in the plains, So it's a little more flat being as close as you were to Canada and for people who are maybe not overly familiar with that area. And of course the hockey program is, is massive there and really the, the marquee sport of the college, but was it a big, big hockey town? Was it similar to maybe like a Canadian town or not quite to that degree?
1: Yeah, I would say so for sure. Um, even like towns uh in northern Minnesota like I grew up playing spring teams summer teams we'd always go up to Winnipeg to play in tournaments up there but yeah like the town there is it's it's a hockey town um that's really all there is to do up there is to play hockey like there's so much I'm not even sure what the population it's under a hundred thousand for sure but uh I think there's like eight rinks or something so like growing up there that's all there is to do and especially when the winters are so long and there's so many outdoor rinks and and uh, so much access to ice so it's a great uh, great town to grow up in if, if you're a young hockey player so definitely proud to be from there
0: you mentioned looking at manitoba and winnipeg as an opportunity for you last year unfortunately it was plagued by injury but was it like signing back home signing with the
1: jets organization given how close it is to your hometown yeah for sure that was uh that was one of the things i was most excited about my family could get up there uh, whenever they want it's like you said it's only like two hours from Grand Forks so yeah I was definitely excited for that uh, like uh, like you said unfortunately uh, injuries uh, plagued that but I uh, was still able to to go home on the weekends when the team was on the road. So uh, it was nice being that close to home and, and uh, something I w- I really uh, enjoyed. So Before you started
0: your college career, you played in the USHL with the Lincoln Stars. Your uncle, Chad, was the head coach. You are drafted by the Stars. So we talked a little bit about maybe your future being set playing at North Dakota. Was it a given that you were going to be drafted by the Stars and play for your uncle? Or Was there maybe, oh, I could go a little bit earlier. I know
1: he didn't have the number one pick. So how did that all shake out? Was that kind of a given as well? Yeah, honestly. Uh, I wasn't really sure. I mean, obviously I hoped to, to be picked by Lincoln and in, in the draft, but, uh, I wasn't really sure there was, uh, I didn't really talk to any other teams or I, obviously my uncle was the coach back then, but no, that was definitely, uh, an awesome feeling, a dream come true because, uh, I actually grew up mostly in Lincoln. My dad coached there for 10, 11 years. So I spent a lot of time in Lincoln playing down there and always dreamed about playing for the Stars too. So uh, when I got picked uh, by them, I was super excited and it was a great two years down there.
0: Speaking of your dad, no longer in coaching, if I'm not mistaken, what what is he doing nowadays? He's Like you mentioned, he coached a long, long time in Lincoln, over a decade, but what's he doing now? He actually is
1: still coaching. He's uh, coaching in, uh, sorry, Crookston, minnesota one of the uh college teams there it's like division three or club hockey but he took a couple of years off from coaching and i think he was just bored sick so he uh, got back into coaching he's enjoying it so he's obviously still doing it so uh something he enjoys and yeah he's he's just having fun with it so we're talking to barracuda Ford luke johnson do you see
0: yourself maybe being a coach and following the footsteps of your dad
1: yeah for sure um Something I wasn't really thinking about, like, at the start of my career, obviously, you focus on just playing, right? But now that, uh, you know, I'm getting a little bit older, something I think I could definitely see myself doing is coaching. You know, if, if I wasn't playing, I, honestly, I don't know what else I'd be doing. I, uh, when I'm done playing, I obviously uh, want to stay involved in the game somehow. Um, actually, funny, last year when I was hurt all year, uh, the coaching staff with with the moose kind of brought me up to a player's coach role so it was kind of cool to do that and just you know I'd go to all the games take notes sit in on the meetings and you know just kind of put my two cents in and help out with the young guys and all that stuff so that was a process that I actually really enjoyed kind of my first taste of, of the coaching life so so after that I just figured you know what I'd, I'd like to do this once I'm done playing so you know hopefully. Uh, that happens, but uh not for a long time. I, I plan to play as long as I can. So yeah, still plenty of tread on the tires to keep
0: playing. Yeah. What was the biggest takeaway from the other side of the spectrum on the coaching
1: side last year when you were in your yeah, it was just it was obviously different. Uh you know, just sitting in on the meetings and um, you know, just kind of taking tidbits like what they see in a game or um you know, just different details of the game that you don't really think of as a player, right? You know, you kind of see the whole, you know, like I'd, I'd watch from the press box take notes. So you, it's definitely a different game from up there, but a little bit different on the ice when you're in the moment. So I guess just, it's just a different, different look on, on, you know, what goes on in a game, you know, certain stuff like that, that, was different, but interesting to hear at the same time and kind of get in in the mind of, of what a coach thinks. So that was definitely a cool experience and something I was grateful for
0: jumping back to your time in the USHL and then committing to North Dakota, walk us through just the recruiting process. And I'm sure in your mind, you thought if I get offered from North Dakota, I'm jumping at it, but how'd the process shake out? Are there other programs that maybe you took a visit or
1: kind of intrigued you a little bit? Yeah. So that whole process actually took place before I went to Lincoln. It was the summer. Yeah. The summer before I went to Lincoln is kind of when teams started recruiting me. I was playing high school back in North Dakota. And for those that don't know like high school in North Dakota they don't get like a lot of exposure but uh, for some reason I did I got uh, like four other offers that summer uh, but North Dakota was the last one to offer and that was kind of my uh, my plan I was just waiting for for that I wasn't really sure if it was going to happen or not but luckily it did and uh, I jumped at the opportunity right away it was tough to pass passed that one up so yeah it was maybe a few weeks before I went down to Lincoln I committed and something that uh, uh it was a dream come true like I said and very grateful for that so
0: yeah you're telling the other coaches I'm weighing my options weighing my options just kind of waiting for that opportunity to present right itself. So you committed, I guess. You got the offer before even go to Lincoln. But when you were at Lincoln, basically at the end of your first season, correct me if I'm wrong, you were drafted. That was your draft year. You were drafted by the Blackhawks in the fifth round. How did Chicago come to be? Now, you go through several rounds. You're drafted, as we mentioned, in the later rounds. But was Chicago on the radar? Was that a team that you had spoken to? Did you think they were maybe a team that could pick you and... Did you expect to go where you
1: did? How was the whole draft process like? Yeah, so it was actually my after my second year in Lincoln is when I was drafted. Uh, I had a really good first year in Lincoln, and I thought maybe I could be drafted pretty early, but I kind of had a down second year in Lincoln. But Chicago was always one of the teams that was talking or whatever. Like, I'd always talk to them. So uh, I thought maybe there'd be a chance that I'd get picked by them. I didn't know if I was going to be drafted at all. Uh, it's kind of a stressful process, you know, that draft day or whatever. But yeah, Chicago is always one of the teams that uh, uh, seemed interested. So I thought there'd be a good chance and obviously a great organization. They just won the cup that year. So definitely uh, happy that it worked out that way. So
0: what do you remember about draft day? How do you find
1: out? Uh, I, uh, yeah, this is, uh, trip down memory lane here uh i think i was at home i was watching the draft i had a few buddies uh actually guys that i played with at college that were also looking to be drafted that day too so we were all kind of texting each other or whatever so i was watching it and then i think i stopped watching after like the third round or whatever just because it's like such a stressful moment but and then uh, i just remember getting a call from one of the scouts that uh, i talked to throughout the year and he just called and said congratulations you've been drafted and what a cool moment that was uh sitting at home with my family and something I'll never forget so
0: let's fast forward to your junior year your final season at North Dakota you guys win a national championship just like your dad dad did when he played at North Dakota you got injured though in the frozen four and I'm sure that's something that uh I don't know if it still haunts you but it has to be something that kind of just eats at you a little bit but what a season, what a way to cap off your career. But what do you remember about the Frozen Four, the injury, winning a national championship and watching your teammates win that national title? You were just as big of a part of it, just unfortunately weren't able to play in the, in the title game. But what do you remember about all that?
1: Yeah, I mean, first off, we had one uh, one heck of a team. Yeah. Um, guys that I play with, like Brock Besser, Drake Ajua, Nick Schmoltz, Troy Stetcher. I think we had, I think we had nine or 10 guys that have played NHL games from that team, you know, and it was just such a tight group, not only on the ice, but off the ice too. So that was, uh, you know, we just had so much fun and we were such a confident team. But yeah, that Frozen Four, we had been to the Frozen Four the past two years and fell short semi-final game. So we were all kind of just chomping at the bit to get going there. Unfortunately, got hurt in the uh, semi-final game, blew my knee out. So I wasn't able to play in the national championship game, which really sucked. But uh, it was still uh, just such a great experience. You know, UND at that time hadn't, hadn't won in like 16 years or whatever. And uh, some of the teams they had just from growing up there. You know, I was it was just crazy that team with a bunch of local guys who were able to to bring the the national championship back to Grand Forks. That was uh it was a crazy experience and something I'll never forget. So
0: so that was your final year. You elect to go pro after that season coming off the injury, did you have to deal with the rehab leading into the year? Did you start the year a little late your first year of pro? How did that all shake out coming off the injury?
1: No, luckily I was uh the injury wasn't too bad. Um it was just like a bad sprain in like my MCL or whatever. So I had to take like a month off right after the season and then didn't affect uh, you know, the training or um delay my season at all. So lucky I was I was able to get back from training camp and go from there, so. So you made three
0: final four, or frozen fours, if you will, during your three years. After your junior year, you guys win. Did you feel like you had kind of accomplished everything that you wanted to during your collegiate career, and it was just
1: time to sign
0: that pro contract and begin that chapter of your career?
1: Yeah, for sure. At that point, you know, I just felt, you know, just talking to Chicago throughout the year, too, we both thought it'd be best if I move on and start my pro career. You know, at that point, I was 21, 22, so just kind of kickstart my pro career and obviously winning a championship helps. And, you know, all my buddies too, they signed as well. So, you know, I just figured it'd be best to, to, to go and, you know, start off and start off in Rockford and learned a lot that year. So
0: it took you two years before you broke into the NHL and played your first 15 games with the Blackhawks. So to finally get into the NHL, reach the pinnacle of the sport, what do you remember about making your
1: NHL debut? Well, my actually my NHL debut was in Ottawa. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I spent two years in Rockford, no call-ups, you know, at that point, uh, to be honest, I wasn't really sure if I'd ever, ever reached the NHL, it was just, uh, you know, I just, I didn't know, but I just, uh, that didn't stop me from, you know, trying to get there, I was just, you know, when you're in the American League, you're just, uh, you know, everyone's getting called up and and all that, you can kind of get lost in that, and uh, maybe lose a little bit of confidence, but that, that didn't stop me. I was just, I just kept working, and sure enough, that year I made the team out of training camp, and that obviously was very exciting and something I worked uh, so hard for. So um, that was definitely a cool experience, and yeah, something something I'll never forget. So. All right. So well, you did score your first
0: NHL goal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. In the bubble. As a member of the Minnesota Wild, beautiful goal, but when you scored your first one, I mean, that, that's got to be something that's just seared into your brain for life. What
1: do you remember about bearing your first NHL goal? Yeah, that was that was awesome. I remember just, I had, it was like a three on one and uh, uh, my line mate, Kyle Rao, he uh, he gave it to me in the slot and the seeds the just parted and I it was just me and the goalie, so I just tried to to pick a corner and luckily went in and it was just such a uh surreal feeling you know you get chills and obviously something you dream about as a kid but I think the coolest part was just having my family my family uh decided to come down last minute uh they were all there so that was uh cool to to have that experience with them and um got to see them after the game and yeah something I'll never forget so
0: and in a light crowd too because it was during the COVID year so for them to be able to get into the arena that's that's pretty awesome Before I let you go, I got a couple more for you. I just want to ask you quickly. You've played with a lot of good players in your career, including the likes of a Patrick Kane and a Jonathan Taves. But who is the best player that you've ever played with?
1: Oh, good question. I mean, you can't go wrong with guys like Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane, Duncan Keith, uh, even like Kirill Kaprizov. Now you you guys can see how how good of a player he is nowadays. But uh, just being able to... To be teammates with those guys. Uh obviously they're great players, but you don't see the work they put in every day. They're the hardest workers and put in the most time to to their craft. So it's no uh no mistake why they're as good as they are. And not only great players, but like great people too. They're um some of the most humble guys and hardworking and nice people you, you'll ever meet. So uh definitely uh grateful to to be able to play with those guys. So but uh yeah I'd probably say those four. Well tapes
0: to a uh an ND alum. So there's a a little bit of a tie there. Kaprizov kind of came out of nowhere being the fact that he was such a late round draft pick during your time around him did you just see some of the skill just jumping out at you and and think in your mind like wow this guy could be something special
1: yeah like to be honest I didn't really know much about him like obviously you hear his name and like there's a lot of hype around him before he even got to Minnesota but yeah it was like the COVID year and he came in and it was like the first skate for training camp like one of those uh captain's practices or whatever and you watch him and some of the stuff he does is just crazy. Um, And not only is he like a skilled player, but he works, he works hard too. Like he's a, He plays hard and you know he's just fun to watch so uh, it's been fun to see him you know kind of take off and be one of the better players in the league if not the best player in the league now so and just a just a nice kid too like he's uh very humble down to earth i think his english is getting better now but he didn't speak english very well when i when i was with him so but uh yeah it's been fun to see him progress for sure
0: one final question for you best arena that you've played in in your career and it could be a college atmosphere too which is the best that you've played Yeah, I mean, it's tough
1: to to go wrong with the Ralph. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been there, but uh, that place is always rocking. Um, uh, And obviously being from there, uh, it's pretty cool. But I think Vegas is obviously one of the better places uh, to play. It's like a nightclub in there. So those games are always fun. Um, Chicago, too. Chicago's awesome. Yeah, I'd probably say those three for sure.
0: I think of the college barns with the bands, like the atmosphere is just awesome. I, I think we need to get something like that. A Tech C U Arena with maybe San Jose State's band, just get that constant European style energy in the arena. But that's uh, a great
1: idea. You, I, mean, I, you've I gotta
0: do that. I, I think we should because they've got a band and we're hundreds of yards, if not less than that from the, the football stadium. I think that's a must. But Vegas is a good choice too. I, I've been in the in the playoffs and uh it's hard not to be jacked up because it's just
1: bumping in there, especially in warm-ups. It's it's like yeah. Uh, I think bump. that was my, my first game with Minnesota was in Vegas and I I hadn't played there before and yeah just going going out for a warm-up it's so loud in there warm-ups like you can't even like hear yourself think it's definitely a cool atmosphere and, and good for the game too like it's it's an awesome place to play. Agreed
0: yeah I think it is great for the game. Luke Johnson we can't thank you enough for the time and it's been uh, great to meet you this year fun watching you play again I, I saw you from afar before always appreciated your game so nice to have you on this side now but uh, I think fans will enjoy this but thank you again for the time appreciate it.
1: Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having me.